0: Hi there, welcome to Explain This, a podcast where we try to explain complex things in simpler ways for people of all ages. I'm your host Jen Kim, and today we'll talk about what on earth Schrödinger's cat is, and how it can help us make important life decisions. Let's get started. So you might have heard of some guy called Schrödinger who tried to kill a cat with quantum physics a long time ago. What was that all about? Schrödinger's cat is a thought experiment a hypothetical scenario to ponder and explore a theoretical problem. Now, as usual, let's start this by trying to explain it to you like you're a five-year-old. Okay, so first, let's try to explain the concept of Schrodinger's cat to you as if you're a five-year-old. So imagine you have a box with a cookie. But I'm sorry, this cookie isn't yours to eat, because the box also has a gnome living in it. He owns the cookie. You close the box with the cookie and the gnome in it, Now let's say after an hour, the gnome is starting to get hungry. You did lock it in a box with a delicious snack after all. The gnome's also not trying to snack too much because he's on a diet, so he decides to leave it up to fate whether he's going to eat the cookie or not. When he feels hungry, sometime between you closing the box and the hour being over, he's going to flip a coin if he's hungry. And if the coin lands heads, then he's going to eat the cookie. If it lands tails... He's going to stick to his diet and just not eat it. Now because the box is closed, you have no idea when the gnome's going to flip the coin, or if he's eaten the cookie because you won't know the outcome of the coin flip. So let me ask you a question. After one hour, has the cookie been eaten or not eaten? You would think that the answer has to be one of the two, and you can just easily find out by opening the box. But because you don't know which is the case until you open the box, Before the box is opened, you could say the cookie is technically both eaten and not eaten at the same time. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's ridiculous, right? A cookie can't both be there and not there at the same time, right? Well, if you zoom in all the way to the world of tiny, tiny particles, really weird things like this happen all the time around us. And cookies can be eaten and not eaten at the same time. So let's take a short break. When we return, we'll talk at a more detailed level so you can understand what in we're really talking about. Welcome back. Okay, so what was that about hungry gnomes and magical cookies that both exist and not exist at the same time? Erwin Schrödinger was a physicist studying the elusive field of quantum physics. In 1935, he wrote about the now infamous thought experiment that goes as follows. Imagine the scenario from before, but instead of gnomes and cookies, instead you have a cat locked in a box with a vial of deadly poison. The vial has a mechanism that makes it break at a random time. So you have no idea when it's going to break and kill the cat. Like the cookies, until you open the box, you have no idea if the cat is alive or dead because the vial might break at a random time or it might not break. So until you open the box, you could say that the cat is both alive and dead because there's no way of finding out which is the case and both possibilities exist. Now, even though common sense dictates that the cat can only be alive or dead, it has to be one of those two states, this thought experiment tells you that the cat can actually technically be in two different states at the same time. It just sounds very strange. When you open the box, reality gets decided and the cat's confirmed to be either alive or dead but not the other, and until that moment, the cat is both alive and dead. You could say that your curiosity potentially kills the cat. Now, this sounds simple in that it's just a cat and a vial of poison, but extremely confusing at the same time. How can a cat be alive and dead at the same time? Now, we are talking about quantum physics here, so small disclaimer that being completely baffled is the baseline expectation, you are not expected to understand the fundamentals of quantum physics from a podcast. If by the end of this explanation you still have no idea why these things happen, don't worry, some of the smartest people on the planet are still debating exactly how and why quantum physics works the way it does. Quantum physics is the study of very small fundamental particles. In this world, physics behaves very differently to the world we're used to. In quote-unquote normal physics, things are in one state or another. They're alive or dead, hot or cold, moving up, moving down, eaten or uneaten. In the quantum world, things exist in a state of possibility rather than definite states. So a particle might have a chance of spinning in a clockwise direction, but there's also the possibility that it might be spinning the opposite direction. Now because the possibility of both exist, the particle exists in a weird state where it's technically spinning in both directions at the same time, until it's observed and then the spin direction gets decided. This goes against how we perceive the world, where things are black and white. Well, we like to think it is at least. But this is how things are in the quantum world. They really just do be like that. We call this weird grey state quantum superposition. When you observe the superposition, you open the metaphorical box and the state of the particle becomes set, and this is called a wave function collapse. Very fancy words, but just keep thinking of the cat in the box. So Quantum superposition just means that the cat is both alive and dead, and then when you open the box, you create a wave function collapse and the cat's decided to be alive or dead. That's it. That's all you need to know for now. So Schrodinger's cat is a way to visualize the very strange paradox of quantum superposition. Interestingly though, Schrödinger didn't actually come up with the story to explain the concept of quantum superposition. He wanted to critique it. The concept that something can be in two states at the same time until it is observed is a key feature of the most popular model of quantum physics called the Copenhagen Interpretation. Schrödinger was trying to point out how ridiculous the concept sounds when you really think about it because there's so many holes in it that how can two things be one at the same time? So that's why the thought of a half-alive, half-dead cat sounds absolutely ridiculous. Schrödinger meant it to be, because he was trying to ridicule it, not praise it. But as weird as it sounds, the Copenhagen interpretation is still one of the best explanations of how quantum physics works to this day. Almost a hundred years after Schrödinger's cat, we still don't know the answer. We don't know how it all works properly. Okay, how are you doing now? Does your mind feel a bit blown already? because it's supposed to be, it's quantum physics, it's not an easy topic. How about we'll leave the more detailed explanations of quantum physics to the physicists, and we'll turn our attention to some other more interesting implications of Schrödinger's cat, some a bit darker than others, right after this break. Okay, welcome back. So hopefully you've now got a rough idea of what Schrödinger was getting at, or at least you appreciate just how weird quantum physics can get. But don't worry, things just get weirder from here. So we've mentioned the Copenhagen interpretation, the concept that Schrödinger was trying to poke holes at with his cat analogy. But another popular interpretation of quantum physics, other than this whole quantum superposition business, is now well known through pop culture. It's called Everett's many-worlds interpretation. The simplest way to think about this interpretation by a physicist named Everett is with parallel universes, or a multiverse depending on what comic book universe you read the most. Everett suggested that instead of reality being decided at the moment of you opening the metaphorical box, as in deciding which possibility out of the quantum superposition becomes the actual reality, when you open the metaphorical box, you instead create two separate universes when you take that action. So in the example of Schrödinger's cat, what this means is that instead of the Copenhagen interpretation where it's technically both alive and dead, until you open the box and it becomes alive or dead, the universe splits into two parallel universes when you open the box. One where the cat is alive, and another where the cat is dead. So it's kind of like when you and a friend can't decide what pizza toppings you want. So you decide to go half and half, and you get both choices parallel to each other. The beauty of Everett's interpretation is we don't have this weird state where the cat's technically both half alive and dead and then its fate is decided by you opening the box. The universe just says, you know what, we're going to have both options at the same time. There's no wave function collapse. We just have all of these parallel universes spawning so that every possible outcome exists at the same time. Alright, so let's go back to Schrödinger's cat and properly apply Everett's interpretation. So this time we're going to do a bit of a different thought experiment where we carry forward the Schrodinger-Cat thought experiment and apply this new interpretation. It's going to be a little bit complicated, a little bit weird, but hopefully it'll be a little bit fun as well. So by the end of the first experiment, we know that the cat has two possible outcomes. Either it's still alive or it's dead. But if ever it's right, then both outcomes exist side by side. From the cat's point of view, if it's in the alive universe, then everything's hunky-dory. It's alive, it survived the experiment, hurrah. If it's in the dead universe, well, it's dead. It's not going to know anything further because its consciousness has ceased. So let's be super cruel and say that every time we find the cat alive, we repeat the experiment. After the second experiment, there's another 50-50 chance of the cat being alive. This means there's a 25% chance that the cat stays alive after two experiments. And from the cat's point of view, there's a 25% chance that the cat at the start of the experiment is still alive to remember that it's been through two experiments. And the other 75% of times, it dies somewhere along the course of our cruel experiments and it no longer remembers what's happened. As we do more and more experiments, the chances of it still being alive drop exponentially. On top of that, We're leaving behind a lot of universes with dead cats in them, but let's conveniently forget about those universes for now. Now, no matter how many experiments we do, there's always that 50-50 chance that at least one parallel universe exists where the cat is alive. So, there's always a possibility that there's this one parallel universe where the cats just defied the odds and survived experiment after experiment after experiment, and it's still alive. From the cat's point of view, that one universe's cat doesn't know that it has died in thousands of other parallel universes. This vibrant cat only knows of its own branch of time, so it must think that it's the luckiest cat in existence with way more than nine lives. Another way to put it is that cat is essentially immortal. Now, this is the concept of quantum immortality. If Everett's many worlds interpretation is true, then our consciousness could technically continue to survive no matter what happens to us, as long as there's a possibility that we can come out of it alive and conscious. Now this might sound fun at first glance, I mean, who doesn't want to be immortal? But if you think about it in detail, we can quickly see that there's a problem with quantum immortality. If there's a possibility of you being alive and conscious, then quantum physics will take you down the parallel universe where you're still alive and conscious. But this doesn't say anything about you being alive and healthy, or alive and well, or alive and happy. It just says alive and conscious. So what this means is that, let's say you're in a state where you're locked in your own body because you've got a significant brain injury, where your consciousness is alive but your body is completely paralysed and you can't move, you can't talk, you can't do anything else. But your brain and your consciousness is still alive, so... From the point of view of quantum physics, which really, really doesn't care about how your well-being is, it'll keep you alive. If you were, say, stuck in some weird science experiment where time is frozen around you, but you're still aware of it existing, quantum physics, again, will keep you alive in that state and will not let you die, even if you try to do anything to yourself to end your consciousness. If there's a chance that might fail, then quantum physics will keep you alive in this purgatory or hell. That's scary. Alright, so so far we've talked about half-dead cats, and a monkey's poor version of immortality where you're stuck in literal hell with no chance of reprieve. Can we talk about something more positive, please? Well, we've got one more thing to talk about, right after this break. Alright, welcome back. So we started with the light, jovial thought experiment of a gnome and a cookie, we learned about how a physicist, Curiosity, kind of killed a hypothetical cat. And we ended up learning that it's entirely possible that our consciousness will stay online forever and ever, even if we can't enjoy it. Great. So is there anything positive about Schrodinger's cat that would add to our life? Well, Schrodinger's cat teaches us an important life lesson. If you want to find out whether the cat's alive or dead, you gotta open the box. If you want to know if the gnome ate a cookie and discover the thrilling end to that story, you gotta open the box. Life is full of what-ifs and if-only moments, where our neuroses and regrets overwhelm us, and we avoid doing anything meaningful in fear of all of the possibilities. We live in a world full of endless possibilities, both good and bad. But because we're so afraid of bad outcomes, we sometimes choose to avoid making a choice, even if it might result in the best things in life. Think about it, how many times did we not take a risk because of the chance of failure? Because we said, I could ask this girl out, but if she rejects me, I'm going to get hurt. Or we say, you know, I could apply for this dream job, but if I take that offer, then I might not get a different job that's even more perfect. So I'm just going to stay in this job where I'm reasonably happy and just not risk it. But the more you take those inactions the more possibilities you're killing. Because for something to happen, you need to take action. And Schrödinger's cat teaches us that if we don't take action, then nothing ever happens. All of those possibilities, all those wondrous possibilities, and all of those scary possibilities, they stay in that weird state of quantum superposition, that really weird state of a cat being half alive and half dead, where it's neither here nor there. If you don't open the box, sure you might not feel pain, you might not be embarrassed, you might keep the hope alive that something even more perfect will come along. But you might also miss out on your dream job. You might miss out on finding your dream guy or girl. You might miss out on achieving your dreams, or living any kind of meaningful life, really. As scary as it may be of possibly finding a dead cat in a box, you have to take a leap of faith. Otherwise, that cat is going to be half alive, half dead, so it might as well be dead, because it surely as hell isn't really alive. It surely isn't as happy being locked in a little box with a vial of poison. So now, think about your own life. What part of your life might be like Schrodinger's cat, locked in a box with vial of poison, in a state of half-alive, half-deadness? Is it a risk you didn't take when it came to a job, or a relationship, or some kind of move to a different place that could make your life potentially happier? Is it a box that you don't want to open because you're scared to find what's in it? If you think there's any chance that your future self might look back on you and say, God, I really wish I opened that box just to see if that cat was alive or dead, then now's your chance. Don't let yourself be the regret of future you. Open the box. See what's in there. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? So what did we learn today? First, Schrödinger's cat is a classic thought experiment, a way to help us visualize and understand weird, nonsensical real-world problems. Over the course of time, we'll explain more fascinating thought experiments to you in an easy-to-understand way. Second, even things like quantum physics, that sounds far-fetched and very irrelevant, can teach us something new about life. Lastly, and most importantly, taking action gets things done. Go out there and open some boxes. Yeah, you might face failures and embarrassments, but at least you'll get answers and results, rather than regrets. Trust me, your future self is going to thank you for it. And if you open the box and you find a dead cat, well, just gotta move on to the next box. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to Explain This. I hope you've learned something today that's interesting, or adds to your life in some way. We'll see you next time with a different concept to explain to you in a way that anyone can understand. Bye for now!